wants to see this mug. Lots of people. Didn't uh, aren't you reading Game of Thrones for John Palmer? Am I reading Game of Thrones for John Palmer? Weren't you like reviewing it or something? He said he was listening to you. <clears throat> Uh, no, the last Sunday or Saturday, uh, when we closed together, um, we I, I started telling him how my mom and I are watching Lost. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and he, he's like, well, you know, I've heard about it, you know, but I never watched it. What was the, the gist? And I started out with, with you know, it's, it's a bunch of people on a flight from Sydney to Los Angeles and halfway through plane crashes on an island. There's some sort of monster. There's polar bears. There's people who are living on this island, you know, and all these mysteries start happening. They find the hatch, and uh, he kept encouraging me to keep going. So I just basically talked about like the whole show and, and gave him um, like what could be considered like uh, maybe a, a two-hour-long summary. You can probably do that even and just like throw it up on YouTube. People like me, like that type of stuff. Yeah. I've even like, uh, I've started getting more into like the, the philosophical side of anime. There's actually like a lot of YouTube content on that, surprisingly. That like people do like Lit 101 and just like um, postmodernism and like, uh, like <coughs> analysis in relation to like Fullmetal Alchemist and stuff. Yeah. That's always been my shit. Uh. There, there's, you know, there's shows on how to speak uh, Dothraki. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you'd be good. I think you'd be good at something like that. Just talking about, just, uh, you just kind of got, like, one of those, like, cinematic voices. Just hearing you talk about. I, I hear about, I hear that. <clears throat> I think I sound like a child, but. That's uh, uh, like a big, sexy child, so. <laughs> big, sexy child. Well, no, it's just, when I hear myself, you know, it just sounds different. Oh, I sound like dog shit, but I don't sound half as bad as I did when I was like, hey, like this. Right. Uh, I remember hearing myself for the first time when I was like, oh, shit, I can't believe I sound like this. <laughs> yeah. I used to, uh, in a different life, I was going to be like a, a small town radio DJ in Arizona. They were going to pay for me to go to like DJ school, but there's fucking nothing to do in Arizona. Yeah. I, you think you would see more aliens, but I see like the ships on here. Like way more than I ever saw there. Mm. I don't know. Did I ever show you my uh, my recording? Uh, you showed me something last time. Did I show you the GIF? I don't know if it was a GIF. Are you still playing? Um, did you get to play Dungeons and Dragons since we talked last? Yes, yes. Uh, <clears throat> I played. Uh, ran a, a game for my my gamers, uh, except for one of them last was it night. A goblin game or was it a different one? It was. Um, it was uh, basically we, uh, my friend Gary and I, we decided to have a create uh, an arena map mm-hmm. where we could throw monsters and a couple of characters in for times when not all of us could meet. Yeah. And just something to kind of do. Um, and Gary usually runs it, but he, he wasn't uh, he wasn't feeling well. He had a long day at work, mm-hmm. so he just wanted to play. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll run the arena. And so I, I ran uh, as Jesse, Gary, uh, and then uh, this new um, a new player, a uh, female who's um, started playing with us. She's playing a barbarian, uh, and then. Yeah, we, we played and first round my I, I, I was playing when I was playing my my um, pugilist character and 
the first attack I did, and I just, well, I'll, I'll attack him, my character. Four hits, did exactly enough damage to uh, put him down to zero health. Oh, nice. So he went down first round of combat. Oh, that's good. That's a good way to start. Uh, and well, that gave me a chance to focus on on just playing the monsters. And I was just making death saving throws. Yeah. Luckily, I succeeded three times without failing once. So that puts you, that puts you, um, you stabilize, but you're still at zero. Okay. And someone has to like give you a health potion. Uh, so I just like died off the bat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, character could have died, died if yeah. I if I had gotten three failed saves. But well, that's, uh, I mean, that's always like I know what it kind of feels like to be God. It's like some things work out, sometimes. Oh yeah, it's 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 it's. Just because you're unique doesn't mean you're useful. It's crazy the roll of the dice, what it affects, like and and the. the Creativity of, of, of the players. I mean, like, I know we rag on Jesse a little bit, but Jesse has been the clutch character so many times. He has, he's had like the right kind of spell. I think it's like his blessing and his curse to just kind of care so much. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does care a lot about it. Out of the the four players, he's the one that talks to me the most about all these little things he wants to do. And he's got the most charisma, but like zero luck. Okay, I, I guess I can see that. Because luck is luck is like determines like what you find and kind of like how things work out for you in the long run. He's got a lot of charisma, which can be like good or bad. But then like the luck is like the determining factors. Like here, is it cut? Yeah, great. yeah. He he he's an odd one. But like I said, he's a good dude. I wonder if I get him to come on the podcast. Maybe. Have uh, you seen any of his uh, fish recordings? Um, I I kind of watched it. He, he narrates some of them. I was like, why don't you play this on YouTube? It's like these are like free views. Yeah, that's true. I mean, pe- people would watch it. I mean, he he if he he just needs you know a mic and a camera or something. He's already got the camera. Like his phone's like fine. Like if he's any good, people will give him money. I know like uh, my Facebook page is like five hundred followers. Once you get to ten thousand, get partners. You actually have to pay for the ads. Mm. I found uh, how much? Okay. You see it? Sort of. Yeah. Uh, there's two of them. There's actually three. No cycle here in a second. Yeah, I, I saw the third one before. One, two, three. And then the third one takes off. The second one goes up. This one comes down and another one like comes back into the frame. Weird. Let's cut out like uh, 10 minutes of video that was back on um, June 10th after we had that real bad storm. Mm. There, um, <clears throat> anytime there's like a real severe lightning storm right before and right after, I mean, typically when I go out on any given day, you see, I'll, I'll film for like five seconds. You can't see any of this. Like I have to go on like slow down the footage to see it. But I'll just like film patches of the sky for five seconds, go down and slow it up. And you'll see one going through, or maybe a lot of times it seems like they notice me, so someone will like stop and maybe do like a maneuver and then go about their way, kind of like to like make a note of it. And then uh, typically anytime there's like a big lightning storm like this, you start seeing pairs like, kind of like these two flying where they're in tandem. Mm-hmm. And then they also make like this weird triangle formation, which I've only seen like once or twice before and it's usually always like right around a storm. So it's kind of, they're like, I don't know. I, I don't think these are from Earth, but I also don't put it past that maybe we have something like this, but it's like 100 years ahead of like any kind of technology that we have for the public. Yeah, normal consumer technology. Well, that, that's the thing too, is like, um, so the uh, 
they're just now starting to um, acknowledge that UFOs exist. So they're showing you like that video of like the CIA or the, the Navy where they're like, you seen the video for the uh, the forty foot tic tac or whatever? No. They saw like this forty foot tic tac um, to like uh, F sixteens off the coast of San Diego, and then they sent them in to investigate. When they get within like reaching distance, they can see it's like uh, thirty eight thousand feet in the air. He comes down to investigate it, and like as he's going down, it starts going up in the opposite direction, like a circle. <laughs> oh god! And it goes from like thirty thousand feet to like fifty feet above the water, and it's like interacting with something. And then like when he tries to pursue it again, it just takes off like a bullet, like blue side of it, in, like two seconds. Mm. But then that, that's like the Navy acknowledging it, and now they're having like um, they had a briefing with Trump, and they're like talking to Sanders now. Supposedly they're giving like a debriefing, or the Navy's giving like a debriefing to them about UFOs. So they're at the they're at the acknowledgement stage. They're not at like disclosure. Nobody's saying like, well, where are these things from? You know, what what do they want? It's all just like acknowledging that they exist. But you have to kind of like see everything removed to understand like they've known about this stuff for like six years. So it's like, why are they just now starting to talk about it? Yeah, it's, I think it's related to. Uh, did you know that Facebook announced their own currency? I think I heard something about that, but... It's backed by MasterCard, Visa, PayPal, eBay. They basically want to just, like, upend money. I mean, kind of like the idea of Bitcoin, but, you know, run by Facebook, where they can just kind of, like, ban your fees and that work. So, I mean, that's... The thing, um, it has a lot to do with, like, the, the economy changing, because so much of our stuff is based on the petrodollar. But uh, the, the fact, like, we were just watching Bob Lazar on the, on the, on the fucking patio. Mm-hmm. Like, if, they, if that technology came out and we could, like, reproduce that, that would, like, destroy the economy overnight. Like, the petrodollar. Because, like, what use would you have for, like, a gas bar or, like, a traditional plant when you can, like, travel for free, like, zero energy? Yeah. But if they take, if they replace the petrodollar, there has to be something, they have to have control, because if they lose the petrodollar, they lose control. So, like, the cryptocurrency is, like, the replacement of that. It's, like, a way for them to have currency that has value based on something else. I think that's kind of, like, what uh, what your phone's doing. So, I think uh, Google and Facebook right now are, like, separating people into, like, content creators and content producers, because that's basically going to be the economy, like, whenever we get to this stage. Whenever we can recreate that type of stuff and we don't have a use for gas or anything anymore, there's not going to be a reason to go to work. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can buy like a trash compactor size nuclear reactor and power your house for like 200 years. By that time, I'd be dead. Well, that's the thing, too, is like they've known about this since the 60s, but then you hear, you kind of like listen to Lazar talk, and I was like, well, I mean, a little bit further on in that podcast, the guy that did the documentary with him talks about this memo he's found where supposedly they take this stuff in and out of storage, like 10-year intervals. So like they pull it out uh, in the 50s and see if technology's cut out, put it back in storage, pull it out in the 60s and see if technology's cut up. Like mm-hmm. they just keep trying to catch up to that point. So it's like, I don't think, I don't know if the government's actually gotten this far. I think with like the, the hypersonic warheads and stuff, they've kind of started to reach the, the brink of that. But I also know that like, the Denver International Airport and some other really big like military bases have uh, they have like trash can sized nuclear reactors like they can power themselves for like months without any assistance. Mm-hmm. So there's like a there's always like that technology that you and me can have access to and then there's stuff that like they'll never have you don't even know about because it's about like congressional approval. Of course. That's why they're just starting to leak this information out. But this is all like a slow roll. So supposedly there's like seven stages to disclosure. So it'll be a while before they actually get to like talking about what these things actually are or what they think they are at least. 
Probably. They kind of went off on the deep end there for a second. A little bit, but th- that's okay. It's interesting. Um, <clears throat> what's it? I th- I think I think it'd be really funny if uh, that new cut of Avengers is just like the Captain Marvel one, where they just because <clears throat> supposedly there's two cuts in the movie. There's one where like Captain America and Widow have reduced roles for like Cap- more Captain Marvel. That'd be really funny if they just like. Because they said it's not technically longer, it's just like a different cut of the movie, which tells me it's like B-roll footage right here, but... Interesting. You heard about the uh, the scene that's at the end, right? That they cut out? No. Do you care? If it's oh yeah, you go ahead and tell me. Uh, I already so saw the movie. You remember when um, Thanos killed Gamora and they had like that, that scene in the, the weird like afterlife realm? Yeah. Because supposedly after the credits there was like a scene like that originally where Stark meets like his older daughter, it's that girl from... Uh, 13 Reasons Why on Netflix or whatever and he like has like a good conversation with her so it's like the opposite of you know like the Thanos one basically okay yeah but he said they said like it confused test audiences so they just dropped it <laughs> yeah test audiences are uh, I've been in test audiences and I know for a fact they only like want to talk to people that love the movie like they don't like if your scorecard wasn't like a perfect hundred and you didn't have like really good comments they just like throw it away they only, they only keep like five people from those things hmm and it's always people that, because I, I saw, uh, back in like the odd 2000s, I saw this really weird movie called uh, Away We Go with like Jim from The Office and some other some other lady that's not very funny, but she's in a lot of stuff for some reason. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it, it was all right. It wasn't my favorite movie, but it was a movie. Like it had a beginning, middle, and end, and it had mm-hmm. some characters like uh, Jim Gaffney and was in it. It was worth your time. I didn't, I didn't hate it, let's put it that way. Okay, well, it's, then it was worth your time. I pretty much wanted to see it for Jim, but I was like, <coughs> it's like I got to see a movie early, so. But then, like, the only people they kept were the people that gave up, like, you know, hundreds. So, how did you become a test audience member? I think uh, I signed up, or I used to go to AMC, and then one time I actually put my email in something, and they sent me like, a bunch of offers, and one of them was actually, they tried to get, I, actually, that wasn't the only movie I did that with. I went and saw uh, Jeff, who lives at home, but that one they made me go like down to 59 South, where that fucking kind of like where um, Lakewood is, uh, that big theater that's down there. I don't know okay, I'm not familiar with that. That one was hot but... garbage. That had fucking uh, that one dude from Leaving Sarah Marshall, and it had um... the guy. Guy who was in. Um... I know your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it also, I think it has. Um, Andy from the office, like the, the okay. like the Cornell guy. And uh, that movie fucking sucks, dude. It's like two two hours of nothing. It's just some loser in Louisiana and like uh, Andy crashes his Porsche. That's like the whole movie. <laughs> that was like a waste of time. I was like, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, no. Uh... But that's that's kinda like the, uh, again, that's like the beauty of like the YouTube age, is like you don't really have to like depend on um, you know, traditional movie reviewers like you and your friends can talk about movies if you like and get enough following. They have like uh, the red letter media guys. They did. They started out doing like a lot of like Star Wars diss tracks, and mm-hmm. now they like do. <laughs> they do like the best of the worst, where they just watch like cop training videos and like um, cop training videos, <laughs> like very cool movies, like stuff from like the VHS age. You can't really find like do Plan movies. Nine from um, Outer Space. Like that, but like even more obscure, like fucking Bela Lugosi type shit, like um, fucking Don Dolder movies and shit. 
Okay. It's actually pretty good. And then, like, uh, I was talking to uh, Dre about this. Like, Macaulay Culkin keeps showing up for all of a sudden. But they're not, like, even in Hollywood. They're, like, in Milwaukee and, like, like a storage unit they run out. It's, like, their soundstage. <laughs> storage and unit? Macaulay Culkin is just, like, hanging out. I was like, how is he doing this? Like, I know he's got, like, fucking Home Alone and fuck you money. But, like, that's a lot of money to just, like, hang out in Milwaukee every, like, Tuesday. Whenever these guys shoot. Hey, if if maybe they're his old friends or something. No, not at all. I I, I don't know then. <clears throat> I don't. That's kind of like the, the mishmash age that we're in, where you can like like normal people can accidentally get to like celebrity level of popularity. I think that's how the Omar got his career, basically. <laughs> Who? <laughs> See, this is exactly my point. <laughs> Anybody that listens to Joe Rogan probably knows who that is, but like, no normal person's not going to be honest. I don't think I've ever heard the name. What's, uh, what's even. So, what are you playing if you're not playing Destiny anything? I've been playing City Heroes. Still, just it's, like lost in, lost in the sauce? Yeah, it's, it's come back, uh, keep it on the down low. Uh, I got my main character, Shea, up to uh, level 36 now. I'm almost 37. Uh, Keegan and I just uh, uh, increased my, my, my level bar, my experience uh, earlier tonight. He kind of fell out of a bit, didn't he? Yeah, well, apparently he, he, he really focuses in on a game until he finishes it. And since City of Heroes is like a multiplayer online game, you can't finish it. So he kind of he kind of got burnt out, I guess. Uh, but he, he and I play occasionally, which is fine. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm having a blast doing it myself. It's always good, man. Fucking um, this is a good shot. We're about at 18 minutes. I think we can cut it. All right, sounds good. Always good seeing you, bro. Always good being here.